I prefer Sir Nicholas, if you don't mind. Nearly headless? How can you be nearly headless? Like this. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Podcast Nine and Three Quarters, a Potter podcast. I'm your host, the Half-Blood Princess. Today, we have Chapter 7, The Sorting Hat. So, we left off Chapter 6 with Hagrid leading the first years up to the castle, and he knocks three times. Chapter 7 starts off with a tall black-haired witch with emerald green robes opening the door to the castle and taking over the first years from Hagrid. So all the first years start to follow Professor McGonagall, who is the tall black-haired witch with the emerald green robes, into the castle. Harry is admiring the inside of the castle. He can't believe how big it is, and he just really still can't believe where he's at right now. They follow McGonagall towards some doors, and she leads the first years into a small chamber. She welcomes them to Hogwarts and tells them how they're about to get sorted into their houses and tells them how important it is um, to be sorted into your house because you're going to be spending a lot of time with those people who are in your house. She then tells them what the four houses are. Gryffindor, Hufflepuff, Ravenclaw, and Slytherin. And she talks about how each house has its own noble history and tells them about how when they do good things, they get house points, but if they do bad things, they get house points taken away. And at the end of the year, the house with the most points wins the house cup, which I think is exciting because it puts a competition right off the bat and that's always fun. Uh, she tells them the sort the sorting ceremony will begin soon and then leaves them alone. Says she'll be back in a few moments to retrieve them. Ron and Harry start to discuss how you actually get sorted and they're not sure. Ron's brother Fred said that it hurt, but Ron is saying that he thinks he's joking. Harry's scared that it's going to be some sort of test in front of the whole school Harry feels like he's never been more nervous in his entire life, even when he's had to bring home bad notes from school to his uncle and aunt. So as Harry is standing there waiting to face his doom, he hears some people behind him scream. So he turns around and he sees about 20 ghosts fly into the room. They're just gliding all around the room. He overhears some of the ghosts talking about someone else named Peeves which I can't wait to get to all of the chapters with Peeves because he's not in the movies at all and he's pretty awesome. The ghosts see the first years and say they're about to get sorted and then start talking amongst themselves. And this is when Professor McGonagall comes back. She tells them to form a line and come on. They go through some doors into the Great Hall. The Great Hall is lit by candles floating in thin air. There's four long tables with students and another long table in the front for the teachers. Harry looks up at the ceiling and sees that it looks like a night sky. And that's when he hears Hermione mention that it's just the ceiling bewitched to look like the night sky and how she read about that in Hogwarts A History. So the first years line up in front of the whole school. McGonagall puts a stool with a hat in front of the first years and... They have no idea what's going on, thinking that they're going to have 
Harry's standing there thinking that he's going to have to try to pull a rabbit out of it or something like that. But after a few seconds, the hat twitched and started singing a song. So he sings this really cool poem and it's all about how he can see inside your head and how all you have to do is try it on and then he'll tell you where you ought to be. He sings about the different houses and their characteristics. So we learn that Gryffindor is where the brave at heart are and how they have daring nerve and chivalry. Hufflepuffs are just and loyal, patient and true. Ravenclaw is wise and witful, always learning. And Slytherin's real friends, they're cunning and they use any means to achieve what they want. After the hat's done singing, the whole great hall starts to applaud the hat. Harry and Ron talk about how trying on a hat isn't too bad, but Harry wishes he didn't have to do it in front of everyone. He's so nervous. McGonagall starts calling names of the students to be sorted into their houses. The first name called is Abbott Hannah. She sat down, put the hat on, and got sorted into Hufflepuff. They cheered and then she goes and sits at the long table where all the rest of the Hufflepuffs are sitting. They mention several more names. They all get sorted. They do mention Lavender Brown and she's the first one sorted into Gryffindor out of the first years. Uh, Harry is now thinking about how he's always picked last and he's just a nervous wreck at this point. Harry notes that for some people the hat knows at once what house will be they'll be going to, while others takes it a moment. Seamus Finnegan sits down on the chair for a whole minute before the hat decided Gryffindor. Hermione Granger goes up. She runs up to the hat, puts it on her head, and she's sorted into Gryffindor. Harry's nervous he won't be sorted at all. Maybe he thinks they made a mistake by bringing him here. Uh, One boy, Neville Longbottom, fell over on his way up to the chair, and it took a while, but the hat did sort him into Gryffindor as well. Draco Malfoy went up there and was sorted into Slytherin before the hat barely even touched his head. After a few more first years are sorted, it's finally Harry's turn. When Professor McGonagall calls out Harry Potter, whispers break out through the whole great hall everyone can't believe that it's actually harry potter there when the hat goes on harry's head he says this is a difficult one harry has plenty of courage not a bad mind and there is talent plus he has a thirst to prove himself harry's whispering please not slytherin not slytherin the hat hears him Well, the hat takes into consideration and sorts him into Gryffindor. Harry is so happy. He runs over to the table and sits down. While Harry's sitting there, he looks up at the table of the professors. He sees Hagrid and Dumbledore. And finally, it's Ron's turn to be sorted. Harry hopes he gets in Gryffindor. And of course, the hat sorts him into Gryffindor. Harry's sitting at the table of Gryffindors looking at his empty plate. And he realizes that he's actually pretty hungry. Dumbledore steps up to the podium at the front of the Great Hall and welcomes all the students to a new year and says he has a few words to say. He says some words that sound like a lot of nonsense and Harry asks Percy if Dumbledore's a bit mad. And Percy says Dumbledore's one of the greatest wizards, but he is a bit mad as well.
all of a sudden the plates were not empty anymore. They were full with every food Harry could possibly ever want. Harry's never had this much food at once in front of him in his life. So he helps himself to a little bit of everything. There's a ghost watching Harry and he says, wow, that does look good. And he hasn't eaten nearly 400 years, but he does miss it. He introduces himself as Sir Nicholas de Memzi Porpington. I hope I'm saying that right. Um, <laughs> he says he's the resident ghost of the Gryffindor Tower. Ron hollers out that he knows who he is. That's nearly Headless Nick. And the ghost says that he prefers to be called Sir Nicholas de Memzi. But Shameless, or Seamus then asks, how can you be nearly headless? And the ghost grabs his left ear and pulls his head to the side. And it kind of just hung there like it was on a hinge. So someone obviously tried to behead him, but was not fully successful. The ghost put his head back up and starts talking about how he hopes the new Gryffindors help out winning the House Cup because Slytherin has won it the last six years in a row. He said the Bloody Baron, who is the Slytherin ghost, has become unbearable. Harry looks at the ghost at the Slytherin table, which was bloody and scary looking. After everyone ate as much as they could, all the food faded and then appeared more food, which consisted of desserts like pudding, ice cream, chocolate eclairs, apple pies, and so much more. The students start talking about their families. We learn that Seamus's dad is a muggle and his mom is a witch, and she didn't tell him that she was a witch until after they got married. We learn that Neville was raised by his grandma and that she's a witch and that his family thought he might be a muggle growing up, but he's not, obviously. Uh, he tells them about how his uncles used to play tricks on him trying to get some magic to come out, and I think that's pretty funny. Hermione's down the table talking to Percy about learning and spells and just everything that she's taught herself so far and how she's just so excited. Harry's starting to feel really sleepy. <laughs> he must have eaten too much. He looks back up at the table with the professors. He sees Hagrid. He sees McGonagall and Dumbledore talking. He sees Professor Quirrell talking to a teacher with greasy black hair and a hooked nose. The teacher looks past Quirrell. The teacher looks past Quirrell and straight into Harry's eyes. This is when Harry feels a very sharp, hot pain shoot across his forehead in his scar. Ouch, Harry yells, and he throws his hand up to his head. But the pain was gone just as quick as it had come. Harry got a really bad feeling about this teacher, so he asked Percy who it was. And Percy lets him know that's Professor Snape, the potions master. But everyone knows that he wants Quirrell's job. He knows a lot about the dark arts. Harry watched Snape for a while, and finally the desserts disappeared and Dumbledore came back up to speak. He lets them know that he has some start-of-term notices. Uh, he lets them know that the first year should note that the forest on the grounds is forbidden to all. Uh, Mr. Filch wanted him to add in there that there no magic should be used between classes. Quidditch tryouts would be held in the second week of term and that they should contact Madam Hooch if they want to try out. The third floor corridor is out of bounds to anyone who wishes not to die a painful death. Harry laughs at this, but not everyone did. And he asks them if that 
can't be true, can it? And they said, well, if Dumbledore says that it is, it must be. So before bed, Dumbledore says, let's sing the school song. And the whole great hall breaks out into song. And they sing Hogwarts, Hogwarts, Hoggy Warty Hogwarts, and finish the song together. So now it's time for bed. The Gryffindors follow Percy out of the great hall and up the staircase. As they're walking up the staircase, Harry is so sleepy. He's too sleepy to even tell that the people on the pictures are pointing and whispering as he walks past them. They finally come to an halt. A bundle of walking sticks were floating in midair when Percy began walking towards them. They started throwing themselves at him. Peeves, Percy said, a poltergeist. Show yourself, Percy says. A little man appears, floating cross-legged in the air, clutching the walking stick. He's laughing in like this conniving type of laugh. And he's like, but the first years, what fun. And then the sticks fall out of the air and they land on Neville's head and Peeves takes off. Finally, at the very end of the corridor, there's a portrait of a fat woman in a pink dress. Password, she says. Capit Dracronis, says Percy. And the picture swings open. Percy took told the girls to go to one way and the boys to go to the other way so they will be with their beds. Harry was so tired, too tired to talk too much to the rest of the people in his room, and he falls asleep almost at once. He has a really strange dream that night. Professor Quirrell's turban was talking to him, telling him that he must transfer to Slytherin at once because it was his destiny. He told the turban he didn't want to, and then he dreamed that the turban was tightening on his head and he was struggling to get it off while Malfoy was laughing at him and watching. He awakes from his dream, rolls over, and falls back asleep. The next day when he wakes up, he doesn't remember the dream at all. So that comes to the end of chapter 7, The Sorting Hat. And brings us into chapter 8, The Potions Master, which will be pretty exciting because I love Snape. So obviously that chapter is going to be about him since he's the post Potions Master. Um, this chapter was pretty good. We get to learn a little bit more about the different houses and the characteristics. We learned what the sorting hat was and how you get sorted into your different houses at Hogwarts. And we found out some of the characters that went to certain houses. Um, so I'm really excited for next week's chapter. Make sure you guys tune in. Make sure you guys check me out on Instagram at a Potter podcast and Twitter as well. Until next time. Okay. Love you. Bye.